Hello, hello, what's up my friends? Welcome back to another episode. Are you sick and tired of riding the struggle bus? Do you find yourself spending most of your time frustrated and focused on all of the wrongs that have been done unto you? Do you feel burned out and irritated with the world? Well, guess what? You don't have to live that way. You can live a different existence. You do not have to stay on the hot mess express. Today I'm going to talk about five steps that truly can change your life. So have a seat and listen up, because it's about to get real all up in here. Welcome to the Gracefield Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever, but never really feel good enough, no matter how much outward success you achieve? Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, Christian life coach, and Jesus lover. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement, but no matter how hard I worked or how much I achieved, I never felt like I was enough. I was left burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I needed balance. I needed peace. I finally started to live like an unconditionally loved daughter of the King, saved by grace. This faith-led podcast will teach you self-care routines and practical leadership strategies to help you navigate life and leadership. If you're ready to stop people-pleasing, and start living and leading God's way, this podcast is for you. Unbutton your blazers and roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Okay, first of all, I have to come clean and fess up. Not so very long ago, I was living an existence of exhaustion, frustration, resentment, negativity, and burnout. I literally felt like there was no hope for a better future. And if I'm not careful now, it's still easy to get trapped into thinking that again, especially if I watch the news and see the direction that the world is headed or if I focus on the difficulties that we've encountered over the last several years. But beyond challenges in the recent past, I also spent a lot of years thinking of my story and my future from a very limited perspective. I can see now that I created a narrative in which I was limiting my potential to my own negative beliefs about myself, rather than claiming the powerful story that is mine through Christ. So many of us are choosing to live a narrative that leaves us pitiful versus powerful. It makes us a victim rather than a victor. We believe the lies we and the enemy tell ourselves, and they become our story. By telling ourselves these negative messages over and over, we are actually wiring our brains to live that negative existence. 
Sure, we experience difficult situations in life, and there are external forces that do contribute to our experiences. But the major contributor to how we actually experience life on an ongoing basis is how we choose to respond to and interpret our experiences. I shared with you in a recent episode my journey toward walking and living in a heart knowledge of God's love for me and how that has changed how I experience life. Well, I was thinking more and more about that and about what the key is to sustaining that reality. There are aspects that are about the doing. It's about intentionally and routinely spending time in the Word, praying, spending time with God, quieting ourselves long enough to listen to what He has for us. All of the things we talk about on this show. But it goes deeper than that. It has to be an actual change in our brain at the cellular level. I'm going to explain what I mean and connect the dots from the perspective of a physical therapist, which I am. Much of my career as a clinician was actually spent treating patients who had suffered a stroke. A stroke results in an area of the brain being damaged, either by loss of blood flow or from a hemorrhage or bleeding in the brain. Whatever area of the brain that is damaged determines what functions or body parts are impaired. Many decades ago, the approach therapists used to treat stroke patients was different than what it is now because of what we now know about the brain. Oftentimes with a stroke, patients are left with half of their body not very functional. We used to teach patients how to function by just compensating for that loss. In other words, we focused on strengthening the good or unaffected side learning how to do daily tasks using only the uninvolved side of the body, and sort of just bringing the weaker side along for the ride. We were using the brain pathways that were still good and intact and have been developed over years and years and years. With that approach, it meant that the side of the body affected by the stroke really was not exchanging a lot of information with the brain. So the brain was not stimulated or forced to take back any of the functions lost on that side. We did not know that the brain was actually capable of change at a cellular level, assuming there is adequate undamaged brain tissue remaining. We refer to this ability of the brain to be changed as neuroplasticity. Now, the brain will only make the changes available to it by being forced to do so. In the case of a stroke, a brain can develop or strengthen different pathways to recover some of the function of the affected body parts by being forced to do so through repetition. We have to repeatedly make the brain aware of that body part 
and challenge it to be used in functional activities in order for the brain to build new pathways that will communicate with the affected side. It can take weeks and months to hardwire those new neural pathways. They often will never be exactly what they were prior to the stroke, and sometimes the damage is too significant to allow for great recovery. But I have witnessed monumental change as a result of applying these neurodevelopmental techniques with patients who have suffered strokes. We essentially are rebuilding the roads or the pathways that talk to one, one, one another. It's the body giving feedback to the brain and the brain giving feedback to the body to function. Now, looping this back to where I started, much like our physical functioning, we develop neural pathways when it comes to our thoughts, feelings, and actions. If we spend most of our time telling ourselves negative messages and assuming the worst in situations and in other people, we will establish those thought pathways in our brain. We will establish that negative roadmap. Those thoughts will in turn impact how we feel about life and situations. And our feelings will impact how we act or respond. At a minimum, they create the perception we have of our own existence. If I consistently tell myself that I am insignificant, incapable, unworthy, inferior, that is the story I have created in my brain. Thus, that becomes the reality I have created from which I experience life. And I will walk through life putting that story out into the world. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. On the other hand, if I repeatedly tell myself that I am significant, I am capable, through Christ I am worthy, and in partnership with God I can live abundantly, eventually that will change how I feel about myself And that will change how I experience life because I am building new roadways, new neural pathways. I will then walk through life emitting an energy that says, I am capable. I am redeemed. God is for me and I walk in freedom and abundance. Practicing that change in narrative over and over and over is what will rewire your brain. You won't have to pretend that that is how you feel. You will feel it and walk it because you have changed the neural pathways in your brain. You have made the change at a truly cellular level. It will be your new reality, your new story. So here are the steps that I would advise you to take to start to change your narrative if you want to live a story of abundance. First of all, you need to take notes of the stories you're already telling yourself. 
Are they filled with self-doubt and negative beliefs about yourself or others? Second, you need to look for God's truth about who you are. And the only reliable source for that is His Word. It is filled with truth about who He is and how much He loves you. Next, you need to replace your old worn-out stories with God's truths and make that your new story. You need to practice telling yourself that new story over and over and over and over. You need to keep yourself immersed in God's truth. And finally, number five, when those old negative thoughts creep in, you need to bind them up, cast them out, and replace them with truth. In 2 Corinthians 10.5, Paul tells us, We take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Again, those five steps to start to change your narrative. Number one, take note of the stories you're telling yourself. Number two, look for God's truth about who you are and start to tell yourself that story. Number three, replace your old stories with God's truths. Make that your new story. Number four, practice telling your new story over and over and over. And number five, when the old negative thoughts creep in, bind them up, cast them out, and replace them with truth. So let me ask you this, my friends. Do you want to live life as a victim, or do you want to live in victory? Do you want to be pitiful or powerful? Do you want to live a life of scarcity or one of abundance? Truly, the choice is yours. Change your story and you will change your life. Until next time, may you be truly grateful and grace-filled. Friends, if you're struggling to make that journey from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge of who you are in Christ, if you're struggling to know that you are worthy of the gift of grace and love that God has for you, if you need a partner on that journey, I'd love for you to reach out to see if Christian Life Coaching is for you. Go to gracefilledleader.com slash coaching. Again, that's gracefilledleader.com forward slash coaching. May God bless you, my friends. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, 
please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.